Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. I was going to say Spooky Movie Squad, so bad. So, Katie and I, we are finishing up July, which is comic book month, with a new story, a new movie that came out as a two-parter, and it is based on Batman The Long Halloween. So, if you don't know anything about this comic, it is a comic from 96, 1996, by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Uh, it's an amazing story. It's a little bit after Batman's first year, or Bruce Wayne's first year as Batman. And so he is uh, very fresh and raw. Young. Yeah, young. Um, he makes a lot of mistakes because he just doesn't know the right thing to do yet. And a lot of his villains are just beginning, get, or get intros in this story uh it's an amazing amazing story it's one of those ones that everybody wants to see just like uh like nightfall uh we got to see a version of nightfall in what the dark knight rises the one with bane is that the name of that movie dark yes. knight rises yes. uh nightfall is all about batman getting his back broken and then having to come back and fight bane uh there's tons of really cool batman stories out there i don't know if we'll ever see no man's land where Gotham is a fucking just disaster area after a earthquake just shits on it and America just kind of closes it off and says it's not part of America because it's so broken and so it's Batman just having to try to take care of everything by himself it's a really good story also but the long Halloween this came out uh this year so in 2021 the first half came out June 22nd and the second one came out July 27th. So it uh, came out a day ago. Literally yesterday. Yeah. So uh, it's really cool. They got a lot of really cool like people, the voice cast. So Jensen Ackles is... He's my favorite. Yeah, he's Bruce Wayne in Batman's voice. So Jensen Ackles, he was in Supernatural. So he has a really cool gruff voice. He's always wanted to play Batman. Uh, He's been fighting to play Batman for years. Yeah. There's literally a freaking uh, joke. He makes several jokes about it on Supernatural about wanting to be Batman. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's a big advocate for it. So they called him up to do this. And it's funny. He says in an interview that he got the call from DC. And he's like, hey, do you want to play Batman? And that's all he heard. And he said, yes. I don't care where that is. They didn't even finish it. They were <laughs> and he was already like, yeah, I'm, I'm yep, doing I'm it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm, that's, sign me up. Where uh, do I sign? Josh Duhamel? Yes. He's married to Fergie. Uh, he's the voice of Harvey Dent in this, and it's a really good Harvey Dent, especially yep. later in it, if you know Harvey Dent. So he gets gets a lot gruffer. It's really cool. Uh, Naya Rivera? Yes. She was in... Glee. Glee, that's the name of the show. Um, she, Santana. Thank you. Uh, she plays Catwoman's uh, voice actress. Uh, an amazing Catwoman. I liked it a lot. She um, did great. My boy Troy Baker. So if you like playing video games, uh, he voices Joel in The Last of Us. Uh, he plays Booker in Bioshock Infinite. Uh, he does voices for Resident Evil 6. Uh, tons of things. He's played Joker in many cartoon versions. And he plays the Joker in this. And it's a it's a version of Mark Hamill's like creepy voice, 
but it, I don't know. He adds something to it, but it's pretty solid. I really like his voice. Uh, John DiMaggio, so the voice of Bender. He's in this. He plays the Mad Hatter. Uh, Robin, Robin Atkin Downs, he does a lot of voices for tons of video games. He's in this bad boy. Uh, Alistair Duncan, I, that name, I've heard it before, but this Alfred's pretty solid. And if you know us, uh, we really like Alfreds. They make us happy inside. Yep. Um, tons of famous people in this. The story's really good. Uh, it's, it's like, popularity-wise... And story-wise, it's up there with Batman Hush. Um, there was a movie that came out recently. It is... You should watch it, because it's good. But if you read the story first, and you watch, then you watch the movie, it's you're not going to be happy. Because they changed the ending, and it's not a good change. It's really confusing and dumb. The original ending was amazing. But you get to of see... Hush? Yeah, the oh. comic one is... Absolutely perfect. Um, but they changed it for the movie because I was at Comic Con for that um, sneak preview and I watched it with a group. And like, there were laughs and like cheers all the way up until the end. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, hmm. And everybody left, but people were like, that was good up until the last 10 minutes. And then up it got, until they changed shit. It got yeah. weird. So, uh, but Batman Hush is really good. You get to see Batman and Superman fight each other and it's really cool. Uh, but no, Long Halloween, I love young Batman stuff, and with the new Robert Pattinson movie that's gonna come out at some point, because COVID keeps pushing stuff back, uh, we're gonna see that soon, hopefully. But no, um, so, uh, like always, we're gonna get through this story, it's a good one, uh, it's, uh, it spans a whole year, uh, which is a really cool story, usually Batman stories are, everything happens within, like, a week. And it's like, Batman's like, well, everything's fixed. You know, bow, wow, wow, wow. And it, that's it. But in this one, you know, it he's not that smart. And a lot of mysteries that pop up in Batman's stories, uh, he's kind of just waiting to react. And that's how he gets more evidence. And so, especially in this story, it happens a lot. So, uh, we'll get going on this. So, uh, Carmine Falcone, F- Falcone, in old school Batman stories, you'll hear um, there were tons of mob mobsters and big voices back then. Uh, in modern day Batman stuff, there's not that many mobsters because when a dude can shoot ice beams out of a gun, who gives a shit about a mob boss? Yeah. So uh, a lot of the bad guys stopped being just mobsters, but young Batman... He had to deal with a lot of corruption in Gotham. Hence the show Gotham. Yeah. And all the mob activity in that show. Yeah. Everybody was getting paid off and Gotham was way worse. Even though I would say it's probably worse now because people have powers and shit and they're trying to stop Batman. But back then it was very corrupt. So uh, on Halloween, uh, Carmine Falcone, his nephew, gets murdered by a mysterious figure and he leaves a jack-o'-lantern at the scene. And so, uh, Captain, he's not Commissioner Gordon yet, Captain James Gordon, and Harvey Dent, the district attorney, and Batman, he's the vigilante, and uh, they go to investigate the murder. And so, they are on the building, and they make a deal to solve this, because they know that Falcone 
is involved somehow because like oh someone killed his nephew so it's probably something he did which and harvey dent this whole time is trying to find a way to shut down falcone and the Maronis and all these crime families he's trying to shut it all down in gotham and make gotham make clean gotham better and so they make a deal on the top of the the police station that they will bend the rules never break them and so they are all different angles of the law because james gordon he's the cop harvey dent's the district attorney so he has different things he can do and batman doesn't really have to follow the law and he can get into places that they can't but bend the rules never break them i mean technically batman is always breaking the rules because a random dude in a suit running around doing whatever the fuck he wants yeah. <laughs> is clearly breaking the rules <laughs> like they're killing people and so that that's like the spot that mm, he can't cross and so they say yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so they start their investigations they split up and batman follows catwoman so this is young batman and catwoman in their like respective lives and just like in any movie or story you see when batman and catwoman are in the same room they want to get on each other. The sexual tension is palpable, even yes. in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> so Batman's following Catwoman, and she's doing this crazy run to keep, you know, to kill him, kind of. But there's a spot where he slips, and she's like, oh, shit. But then he catches himself, and they end up at one of Falcone's cash stockpiles. And so on a coin flip, Harvey Dent burns the money because he's like, you know, we can get a lot of shit done with this money. He's like, no, but we're the good guys. And he's like, yeah, no, I know. But there's a lot of money in this room. We can do a lot of stuff with it. Uh, we can move it somewhere. And like, ah, there's different things they could do. But they decide to burn the money. So uh, after that, Falcone hires a guy to bomb Harvey's house. <laughs> so his uh, Harvey and his wife, Gilda, they survived because they went to the backyard. Because Gilda is um very depressed right now uh they just moved to gotham a little bit ago and she doesn't really have any friends and she's dealing with uh they don't call it at first but after some clues that she's dealing with the loss of a child mm -hmm. and so she's very down and depressed and, and her husband is always away yeah because harvey is literally always busy trying to save the day yeah and so they were in the backyard talking, and then the house just explodes. And so Harvey's hospitalized. Gilda's fine. And so Batman chases the guy that blew up the house down to the sewers. And then they run into Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. So uh, <laughs> Katie got to experience Solomon Grundy. And the best thing I could I've tell her... i experienced him before. Oh, okay. He's in the Lego Batman movies, or Lego Batman cartoon, and maybe the movie too, and a bunch oh, of other probably. stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's just a, a zombie, and he says the rhyme, and that's it. Uh, he's not really a bad guy, but people have, like, like got him to help them do I stuff. I actually mix him up a lot with another character from well, like Bizarro? Justice League, I think. No, there's a big Batman character um, that is built the same as him mm. but he's like a gorilla oh gorilla grad yeah gorilla grad he's in justice league one of them either oh, the yeah. regular one or unlimited 
And I always get him and Solomon Grundy mixed up because they have a limited, like, they're, they look the fucking same. Oh, yeah. Basically. So, Batman actually convinces Grundy to, like, not kill the guy because Grundy's pissed off because he's, like, in his home. Yeah, bitch, a, get out of my sewer. In the sewer. So, he's about to, like, rock his shit. But then Batman talks to him and then he lets him go. And so, Batman takes the guy to the police department. And I love the idea that Solomon Grundy and Batman are, like, kind of on good terms. Like, yeah. we're kind of friends. Well, there's a lot of characters that Batman talks to, and it's like, hey, I'm not here to shut your shit down today. You're lucky, but I need help with this. Yeah. A lot of the bad guys are like, All right. fuck, he's not after me right now. Fuck it, I'll help him, because he won't shut my shit down. They're like, because, you know, we got fucking panda bears in the back, so, you know, I ain't trying to get cut. So, yeah, I'll help you. Um, but, no, they... They lack evidence because, you know, it's, it's all mob stuff. So you got to have 100% everything you need to put people down. So they have to release him. And so the guy's like, hey, hey, see you, deuces. And so Gordon tells Batman that he needs to kind of work on being more of a detective. Because Batman at this point's like, I know that guy did it. I'm going to grab him. He's like, well, you got any evidence or anything? He's like, no, but he ran from me. He's like, motherfucker, you're a giant Batman. Like. I'd, I'd be concerned if he didn't run. It's like, and so, like I said, he's young and he, he's very much in the style of like, well, you're bad, so you ran from me. It's like, no, fucker, I'm scared of you. Like, you're gonna you're beat me up. You're a giant, scary bat. So, you know, Batman's learning that you kind of gotta have evidence. You can't just beat people up and learn everything. Though sometimes that happens. So, on Thanksgiving, Falcone, he tells his son's son, Alberto... That he will never inherit the business because Alberto is a little bit of a nerd. Uh, and he's not a man of action like his dad. And that kind of gets to him, but he works on his crossword puzzles and stuff. Uh, he went to college and Falcone kind of makes fun of him for it. He's like, I don't know why we sent you to college. We were thinking maybe that would help you get a little tougher or, or whatever. Get you but, in the right mindset to take over the family business. Yeah, but, but all it did was just kind of like make you a more of a bitch make you think that you're better than us or anything and, and you're not yeah and so uh alberto is very sad about it because he wants to be in the room like everybody wants to be in the room that's where the cool shit happens so um we move to harvey harvey escapes from the hospital because he's you know harvey dent he's crazy so he meets up with gordon and gordon gives him a gun just in case because someone just tried to blow up his house so he's like hey here's a gun just like protect yourself so you don't get your shit pushed in which honestly it was a fucking mistake yeah jim gordon like you should clearly see something is wrong with harvey at this point there are very clear like this dude is bipolar situation happening like he goes from zero to 100.2 seconds flat he gets really mad yeah yeah yeah, something is wrong oh yeah don't give that man a gun. And so the dude that actually they didn't have any evidence on, he goes back to his place with his friends. He's like, hey, hey, I'm out. Let's go get some beer. Uh, he gets killed by the same murderer on Thanksgiving. And so Gordon and Batman, they go to Arkham and they question Calendar Man. And so he is one of those weird bad guys. Um, he's all about holidays. That's his thing. The calendar, that's his thing. And so uh, he's really smart. And he's very much like um, Hannibal Lecter, like in Silence of the Lambs. He has all the answers. He's not going to tell you everything, but he'll help you, guide you on the way. And so the murder is now called Holiday. And so 
Calendar Man says either Falcone or Maroney or Harvey Dent. It's one of them is gotta be Holiday. And then he says that Batman's war on crime is a little bit of a joke. Wink! And Batman's like, oh, what the fuck? And he runs to Joker's cell. Lo and behold, that son of a bitch has been out for a couple of days. And he switched bodies with a poor security person. And so Joker's out on the loose. And so it's like, oh, shit. Joker's the fucking holiday killer, or maybe, possibly. So, <laughs> um, not wanting... Ho- Joker doesn't want Holiday to replace him as, like, Gotham's, like, scariest bad guy. Yeah. Joker goes to Harvey's house. Yeah. So, Joker goes to Harvey's house and threatens to kill, like, his wife if Harvey is Holiday. He wants to know. He's like, hey, fucking Holiday. uh, There's a lot of speculation happening in the news that Harvey Dent is possibly Holiday. Like, there are signs pointing to Harvey Dent as being Holiday. Yeah. And so, uh, Harvey beats up Joker, and he kind of scoots off. On Christmas Eve, the Joker harasses Falcone. He actually goes to him, and it tells him that, hey, if you have any information on Holiday, tell it to me, because I need to know who this son of a bitch is, because he needs to die. Uh, Falcone's bodyguard chases Joker off, and he's, like, giggling and not trying to get shot in the back. And he gets outside and gets away, and the bodyguard gets killed by Holiday. So it's like, goddamn, it's, it's not Joker. And so in the Batcave, Batman, you know, it's at this point it's been, what, four months? Yeah. Before people like have that. died, and he's slowly building a case. And he says that it, it could be so many people, and then he has one picture kind of shaded out. And Alfred's like, well, who's that supposed to be? And he's like, eh, it's, I don't think it's this person. I'm not going to say Yeah, I don't, don't want to say it out loud. Because if I say it out loud, it's going to be that person. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne, he actually attends a New Year's Eve party on a yacht uh, celebrating the this children's clinic, this hospital that was built by Falcone and his dad, Thomas Wayne. So, uh, in the story, it, it's weird. In some instances of Batman's past, Thomas Wayne sometimes did some dubious things with bad guys to get to the end. So, the end justifies the means. And so, he actually got help from mobsters to get a children's hospital built. And so, a lot of people were like, oh, your dad was involved with them. And he's like, eh, to an extent. But he wasn't a bad guy. He was a cool surgeon. But he needed money, so he kind of went in cahoots with them a little bit. Um, There are many stories where Thomas Wayne may have fathered another child. And that person's like, you're my brother. I'm mad. I want to kill you. And so uh, there are many really, really, really good stories out there where Batman, Bruce Wayne might have a brother (laughs) or multiple. So uh, it's really cool when they talk about it because he talks up his parents like, they're infallible, so really cool stuff. So, um, but yeah, it there's a speech where Falcone says that Bruce was the son he never had in front of his, his own son. son, which is like, oh god, I'm shot through the heart. Yeah, that sucks. So, Bruce meets up with Selena, and Selena calls off the relationship because of their secret identities, they can't juggle being Batman and Catwoman 
and being Bruce and Selena because they're really not good at doing both. Hey, just like Batman Returns, uh, it happens a lot with them. So, destined to be alone. Oh yeah. So Joker attempts to gas Times Square, <laughs> Jesus, uh, with a stolen plane, and hoping that Holiday is in the crowd somewhere. He's like, "Fuck it, I'll kill everybody," you know. And so Batman takes him out because Joker doesn't know the buttons. He he didn't have the plane in the like safety mode, or he didn't have the safety on. To it was Joker's an idiot. So <laughs> that that's what saved everybody's life. So Batman makes it back to the yacht, and so you find out that that Alberto he actually just wanted to live his own life than be controlled by his dad. And so that's kind of why he went to Oxford. And then you find out other things about people that go to Oxford. But as the new year hits, Alberto is shot by Holiday. And he falls into the fucking water. And gets chopped up by the propellers of the yacht. And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, this is one of those spots where it's a little different from the comic. But I was like, oh god damn. You know? And then Batman chases Holiday, but Holiday gets away. And the yacht's evacuated, and hard, uh, Gordon and Harvey meet up with Batman, and Batman tells him to sign a protective detail to Falcone, and he tells him, he's like, I'm going to be better at this, because too many people are dying right in front of me. He's like, I, I, I'm not getting this, guys. I'm sorry. I'm young. <laughs> I'm trying my best out here, you know. It's my first day. I'm sorry. So, uh, in a post credit scene to the first one, uh, Following the funeral of Alberto, Falcone, he talks to Bruce to help launder his money. But Bruce is like, nah, man, like that ain't right, so I'm out. And Falcone introduces uh, an associate, and the associate shakes Bruce's hand, and you see little vines come from their sleeve, and Bruce's eyes turn green. Poison Ivy's involved with all of this, and so, uh, yeah, it gets good. Part two's fucking cool so uh that was part one so we're gonna s cut this bad boy in half because people change in between part one and two and yeah. how people act change so katie who was your favorite character in part one of the long halloween it's gotta be alfred yeah. it's always alfred <laughs> um sorry you're gonna hear this a lot alfred is so fucking good i just Animated Alfred is great. Real life Alfred is great. He is the perfect match. He's always the perfect match to whatever Batman they end up putting in the movie or the yeah. show or whatever. They are so good. Who Anyone at DC, like, for all the casting mistakes that DC has made along the way, Alfred has never been one of them. It's a starkiness. They always choose the perfect Alfred to combat whoever they got to play Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's perfect. Like, it's like a perfect amount of snark and sass to deal with whoever the current Bruce Wayne is. And this Alfred was fantastic. Uh, ditto on that. So I'm going to try to pick somebody else. But, In the um, first half, good luck. Yeah, uh, Alfred was it's great. Always great. I'm not going to say was. He is great. So I'm actually gonna go with, with, with like Batman and Catwoman. They have their problems in this, but they're both young and trying to work out how they really feel about each other. 
And I really liked seeing that because, honestly, anytime they're on screen together in any movie, any comic, it, they just want to get in, into each other's pants. That They can't help it. And it's funny, any instance of it, uh, in Batman Brave and the Bold, it's this really cool cartoon version. Uh, Robin is, like, tied up. And Catwoman, like, helps out. And Batman's like, hi. And they, like, hug. And they're like, thank you for helping me. And she's like, anytime. And they're still hugging. And Robin's like, oh, my God, it's her. Because he knows what's up. He's like, God damn it. You know? Yeah. And they just can't help it. You know? That's just, they're supposed to be together. Uh, they're amazing together. So, uh, but yeah, no, Alfred's the best. <laughs> Jesus, fucking Alfred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's your least favorite character? Oh, that's easy. Harvey Dent. Yeah, he's poop. First half, Harvey Dent is just fucking absurd. I get like, his plight, but he's... So, I, I understand wanting to save Gotham and wanting, you know, to clean up the streets of Gotham. And, you know, the three of them working together, Batman and uh, Gordon and Dent, all working together to help clean up the streets, makes sense. Okay? Perfect. Sure. But... Harvey Dent is a man with clear mental issues. Like, yes. I don't know what is going on in Gotham. Clearly, there is a huge epidemic of, like, problems, mental health issues in Gotham. There's literally a guy who runs around with a clown face on <laughs> and just fucking kills folks. Like, shit is wild in Gotham. And... With all the crazy shit that is happening in Gotham, you would think that somebody would have been like, you know what we really need? Fucking mental health care in this bitch. Everyone in Gotham needs to be seeing a psychiatrist. We need to hire like an insane amount of psychiatrists so that everyone can go see them. Yeah. Because everyone in fucking Gotham has a problem. Batman has a problem. Like, the dude literally, like, traumatized from the age of, like, eight when he saw his parents die in front of him and then immediately, like, became a ninja and dressed like a bat to help save the town. I mean, Alfred's got a problem. He's an enabler. He, yes. he should have shut that down when he was a kid. He's being paid. <laughs> yep, yeah, no, to, but, he, like... <laughs> he, but he, he loves Bruce. Yes, I know. Seriously, everyone in Gotham has a fucking problem. Got and it is... Very clear in this first half of the long Halloween that Harvey Dent is fucking bipolar. Like, one minute he's all sweet and happy and loving and beautiful to his wife. And the next minute he is, like, almost on the verge of choking her out. Like, he is a bitch. So, Harvey Dent is the fucking worst in the first half. Because it's undiagnosed and he just runs around acting like he's the tits. Except he's fucking everything up because he isn't getting any mental help. Yeah. Um, my least favorite, I'm gonna just go with the Falcones. Uh, all I mean, all this is because of them. But the the Roman, like, you know, the main Falcone, he's a just a dope. The oldest one? The yeah. Older one? And then his son, Alberto, he's a just a doof too. Um, like I said, there's some changes and I'll talk about it at the end from the comic to this. Uh, but yeah, no, the Falcone, I'm just going to, as a whole, I'm going to say the fucking family, because in part, in part two, there are some more Falcones that pop up. There and, are, there's so many fucking Falcones. And, and they fuck up too, so, uh, <laughs> the whole family, but, you know, when it's a group that thinks they're untouchable, 
and someone starts touching them, it's like people crack. They're like, oh, oh what do we do? And I'm like, oh, I thought you were hard ass. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. Um, but no, they were poop. But uh, Katie beat me to it because Harvey. And I, like I said, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to do Batman's job, but from a super legal standpoint. Impossible. But it's coming from a person that has anger issues. So it's like Daredevil trying to just be an attorney and not fight people. That's not going to work because Daredevil needs to beat people up at night. It makes him feel better. And he has anger issues. That's I feel like it's more similar to Punisher doing yeah. things just like Well, that nicely. too. There's a lot of characters trying that... Trying to do things nicely. Yeah, there's a lot of characters that they have to fight people because it just makes them feel better. And, yeah. And like in, in Daredevil comics, I hope they make some more stories... But he really does have anger issues. Yeah. And he, like, he says it a couple times. He's like, I enjoy fighting people. I like when I feel hurt. It makes me feel alive. He's like, I need to get hit. And I'm like, dang, that's, you got issues, chief. And he's like, yeah, I really do. Yes, that is some serious issue shit. Yeah, he's got some issues. But he's like, but I'm a superhero. I'm trying, I have to save the day. But he's tired, so. Um, But no. This shit's good. I can't wait to get to the end to talk about the differences between these two. So, uh, let's get into part two. Let's go. Oh, are we going to do seven words? Oh, do you, oh yeah, I, I do have, have, se- seven, I have words. seven words okay, for the yeah. first half. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, that Harvey guy looks like he's cracking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have one based on Harvey. Uh, Dent is definitely bipolar. Get med stat. <laughs> um, and then... Snarky Alfred is the best Alfred, period. Yeah. That's oh, why he's my Alfred. favorite every time. He's Alfred's so fucking a, snarky. It's so good. Best. Alfred's the best. Okay, so let's get into part two. So, oh no. Three months have gone by <laughs> and Poison Ivy is controlling Bruce. And so he gets caught. Like, you gotta remember, this is young Bruce. Now, old school, like, now Bruce he ain't getting hypnotized by Poison Ivy. No. Nah. That, that's not his She ain't thing. touching him. Yeah. But this is young Bruce, so he gets caught off guard. And so he's been hypnotized for three months now. That's a long-ass fucking time, guys. Yep. And so she's been forcing him to sign over things to Carmine Falcone. Uh, while bitch. Fucking uh, bitch. While in, unintentionally preventing him from being Batman. Because she doesn't know he's Batman. So Batman's been kind of on a sabbatical for three months. So shit's been kind of going wild. Uh, Catwoman Wescues, Jesus. Catwoman Wescues, Woos. <laughs> and Alfred. Oh, uh, Yeah, uh, so Catwoman comes to the rescue finally because she was waiting on an opening. So she knew that she was there, and I assume she was watching over Bruce to make sure he didn't die because this bitch is like, her skin's poison and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she was waiting on an opening, and so she finally, on Valentine's Day, uh, no. No, it was around April Fool's, I think, is when finally he gets free. So, um... No, it was, um, 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 St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So, around this time, she's just been hovering, and she finally gets him free. And then Bruce is like, what happened? He's like, yeah, it's been like three months, man. Like, you've been out. He's like, three months? And you've been signing over fucking Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, and Alfred's like, well, I'm gonna get on the phone. <laughs> so he We're is, gonna call our lawyers immediately. Instantly like, disappears. He's like, oh, shit's getting stupid. He's like, I'll get the lawyers on the fucking phone. And so Bruce is like, god damn it, three more months have gone by and I hadn't caught this person. And so he's like, 
you know, a little sad. And he's like, I really got to get this done. So Mother's Day gets here. And so Holiday kills the gunmaker that's been supplying him with weapons. Go figure. And then that night, Scarecrow escapes from Arkham. God damn it. And ends up in a fight with Batman. Fuck Scarecrow. And straight injects that son of a bitch. Injects Batman in the abdomen. Because, you know, Scarecrow has, like, the spray in his hands, you know? He's like, eh. So, Batman was prepared for that. Yeah, Batman grabbed that one, and he's like, oh, cool, Shank. It shanks his ass. With (laughs) the fucking venom poison shit. (laughs) And so, Batman. He was so prepared. Yeah. He had the mask and shit, and he's like, oh, I wasn't prepared to get stabbed in the fucking chest. Yeah, young Batman did not have fucking bulletproof armor. It's just cloth. Yeah, at this point, it's just cloth. Yeah, he's just Not yoked. made out of Kevlar like yeah, it should be. He's just yoked with cloth on him, but yeah. Uh, so he staggers around Gotham, just walking around. He ends up in Crime Alley, and he has, you know, the dream, like every other Batman story does. And he sees his parents, like, in the alleyway, and they're like, oh, who's that freaky-ass dude? But it's him. He sees himself, and his parents and young Bruce are like, oh, I'm scared. So, real meta shit. And Catwoman finds him and brings him home. And he's like, you know, stay here. So, Carmine's daughter. He has a daughter. Sophia. She's a thick girl. She's gigantic, too. She's got to be, like, fucking seven foot. Um, Big one. She meets up with the father after, you know, arranging Scarecrow's escape. So, she got him out. And she asked, hey, can I be in the room? Can I be have a seat at the table? And And Carmine's like... No, because if you come in there now, it'll make people think that I'm weak and I'm getting you prepared to take over my spot. And I don't want anybody to have a reason to try to take me out to make sure you don't get it. He's like, so I'm going to say no and have you sit out here. I know that's fucked up, but right now I got to look as tough as I can, which I understand. But I like to think that Sophia's probably been said no to a lot in her life about being in the room. And she seems very capable of doing things. And so she's very sad about it. And so Harvey and Gordon, they visit Bruce Wayne to get a testimony of the night when Alberto got, you know, chopped up into little pieces on the yacht. And Harvey insinuates that there might be a connection between him and the murders, which is a fucking hoot. Um, but no, he, he tells him that, like, I was busy, like, I was trying to get busy out there, and then I got on a, on a little dinghy and scooted off, because I'm a little bitch, you know, as Bruce Wayne should say, you know, he's like, yeah, man, here's, like, ten people that can, like, corroborate my story and and say I was there, so, whatever you want to do, and they're like, okay, it's fine, so I'm not worried about it, and so, Bruce actually tells, tells a story from his childhood when he met Carmine, and so, Thomas Wayne saved his life following a shooting from the Maroni. So, Maroni shot him, what, five times in the chest? And Bruce saves his life. Well, Thomas Wayne saved his life, and Bruce talks to him. And then, Carmine gives him his double-sided coin, which he gives to Harvey later on in this. And so, he tells him, like, you know, sometimes you gotta make your own luck, and... You know, all criminals have is a superstition. And so, you know, there's things you got to do. And then he, he kind of says that probably my dad saving Carmine's life probably got them killed in that alley. 
because everyone's like, oh, oh, Carmine got help? I shot him five times. Who saved him? Oh, they went to the surgeon. Well, oh, Thomas Wayne, that dude? Shit, that motherfucker dead when I see him. So, Bruce is like, yeah, my my dad being nice and shit probably got him killed. So, uh, On Father's Day, uh, Maroney, he meets up with his father, Luigi, and then, oh no, guess who's there? Holiday. So, Holiday shoots his ass, and so, Maroney, while he was talking to his dad, Luigi... Uh, his dad said, that, hey, you should make peace with your enemies because shit's getting kind of wild out here. And it just it's easier. We don't have to worry about getting hit from every angle, which is a very reasonable idea. Thank you, old man, before you got shot in the throat. And so um, Maroney comes to Harvey and tells him he's going to testify against Falcone in exchange for immunity. He's like, like, wipe all my shit clean. I will give you the evidence to get Falcone and nail him to the wall. And Harvey's like, shit, that sounds good to me. So, on the 4th of July, Harvey and Gilda, they go to watch fireworks. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, Batman, at the same time, Batman's captured by Scarecrow and the Mad Hatter. They're robbing a bank for the Falcones. And, like I said, this is a young Batman. He's beating up Scarecrow. He's like, well, you ain't gonna gas me again. And then Mad Hatter, that motherfucker's four foot nothing, hopped his tiny ass into the air. He's got jumps like fucking Michael Jordan and clocked Batman in the back of the head with a fucking tea kettle. Just put him on the ground. I'm like, God damn, Batman, come on. <laughs> and so they grab his ass and take him away. And so while that's happening, a hitman paid off by Carmine attacks the dents. And so Catwoman jumps in and saves him. And the hitman, they fall over the side of the bridge, and they're on the beach. And so Harvey jumps down, and he helps out Catwoman. But she gets a rock to the back of the head, just clocked out. And he chases the hitman into the sewer. And so they fight, and they're doing pretty good. And then the hitman kicks him, and the balls blows his shit out. And so Harvey wakes up, and the hitman's dead. And, hey, look at that. It's one of the holiday's guns is laying there and then police lights are looking down there and he's about to get caught and then a voice in his head tells him to run it's a gravelly voice so he scoots off and so before the trial batman sneaks into harvey's house because he's looking for things because every month goes by he's having more and more doubts about harvey not being involved in all of this and so he finds things associated with the holiday killer in the basement, along with a uh, a poster from Oxford, like the college. And so he's really confused. He's like, I thought he went to Gotham U. And he's like, he did. And he's like, well, why does he have an Oxford like poster, a pennant in his like basement? And he's like, well, I don't know, man. That's weird. He's like, you think he's lying to us? He's like, no, man, Harvey's Harvey's on the up and up, you know? And so, um, they're having their doubts, and they're talking to each other. In the trial, Harvey, he's an amazing attorney, district attorney. He's really good at his job. But the whole time he's trying to get evidence from Maroney, this voice in his head keeps talking to him. And he keeps saying murder. And he keeps saying things, and he's like, what the fuck is that? And he's pausing in the middle of the trial. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? You know, Everyone's confused, so... In the middle of the trial, Maroney goes back on his deal 
And he says that Carmine's a cool guy. He doesn't. He didn't do anything bad. Like, why would he do that? Uh, so the Falcones have convinced Maroni that Harvey is Holiday. So Maroni somehow got into this tr- fucking courtroom with a with a little vial of acid. He says it's for his like indigestion. And so, Jesus, man. Uh, and so he takes it down. He opens the cap and he throws acid. In Harvey's face. And so I'm like, hey, there we go. We got to the two-faced part. Things that would never happen. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is like liquid Tums. You know, it's from a tummy. Anyone bringing in vials of anything into a courtroom. If you were arrested, that would not fucking happen. You would not have any of that shit on you. Yeah. So half of Harvey's face gets destroyed. Honestly, it's like his body because his hand is also fucked up. It, it's a weird thing. And I don't understand how it's like perfectly halfway down his face but eh, let's not talk about that uh so he wakes up in the hospital managed up and the voice talks to him again and he tells him like hey you know you're kind of tired and busted up i could take over the body for a while and help us out and so he's kind of confused about the voice and the voice actually helps him get out of the hospital and he gets a call from carmine telling him like hey you know, hey, let's work this stuff out. I don't know why Maroney did that. Come out to the pier and we'll talk about this. And so you find out that the call was a trap to lure Dent out to be assassinated for being Holiday, which he isn't Holiday, technically. And so it's really funny. He's on the phone with Carmine and Carmine's like, sorry, dude, like you got to die. So have fun being dead. And Harvey doesn't say like, fuck you or goodbye. He says, oh, OK, I'll put him on the phone. And he's like, he he passes the phone to the guy, and he's like, he wants to talk to you. The second that dude reaches for the phone, he grabs his gun, shoots one of the guys, fights him off. And I'm like, dang, Harvey's kind of hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he tackles one of the hitmen into the water, and he gets sucked into, like, the, I don't know. It's not a dam, but he gets sucked into the water, and he's in the sewers. So, Carmine's birthday party hits, and so he's celebrating because they killed Holiday, you know. But, you know, Harvey's not Holiday, so his sister Carla gets shot at the party. And so uh, she, uh, the elevator goes up to the top floor because he's looking for Carla because she's going to do a speech. And you're like, oh, Carla's probably doing something else. Elevator opens. Carla's laying in the elevator with a bullet in her body. And they're like, god damn it. So Batman talks to Gilda to learn more about Harvey because... He wants to help him out because, and Batman says it in the movie, he's like, because he's one of my friends. He's like, he's one of my first friends when I became Batman. He's like, I care about him. And I'm like, dang, that's really cool. Because Batman really don't have that many friends. He don't say it out loud. Once again, this is a young Batman thing. He don't say that shit. Because Superman, that's his best friend. He don't say it. Wonder Woman, that's one of his best friends. He don't say it. They're so cute. Yeah. He cares about them. He will... He will do a lot of wild stuff to save their lives, but he ain't gonna tell them they're friends. It's like, I'll come over, I guess, maybe. <laughs> so, Harvey meets Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, in the sewers, and he actually gets him to help him out to fight the people that's like screwed him over. And it's, I'm, it's really cool how they talk to each other because Solomon Grundy just like talks with his rhyme, and then Harvey finishes the rhyme, and he's like, hmm, yeah, you know it, cool. <laughs> and so now they're friends and so uh they're escorting sal maroney to prison the dude that threw the acid in his in harvey's face 
Uh, they're escorting him to prison because he threw acid in some guy's face. So Batman is the officer on the inside of the truck. And so Solomon Grundy just like flips that bitch and breaks it open because he's going to kill Sal Maroney. You know? And so while this is happening, Batman takes out Solomon Grundy. And uh, Gordon and Batman confront Harvey. And so he takes off his bandages and his face is all scarred and shit. And he's got a new personality. You know, he's like, you know, I'm I'm two-faced now. He's got a new voice and everything. So Gordon accuses Harvey of being the holiday killer. And so he's like, nah man, I'm I'm not I'm not holiday. And then while it's happening, Moroni gets shot by Holiday. And so like Harvey's like, oh shit, there he is. And so Batman oh Gordon starts shooting at him and like Harvey pushes Gordon out the way. He's like, no. He's like, no, don't don't shoot him. And so he gets away. And so, man, it's so many twists and turns with this shit. Mm-hmm. So, it's wild. It's hard to follow a little bit if you're... Sorry if you're listening and this is hard for you. Yeah, it, it's an absolute mess. So, um, Harvey starts to doubt... Uh, well, Harvey and Grundy, they attack Arkham Asylum and they free so many inmates. And what he does, he flips a coin and has them call it. And it's like, if it's if you call it right, I'll let you out. If you don't, you stay. And everybody gets out except Calendar Man. He's so sad. He's like, God damn it, I should have picked hands. <laughs> he just wants to be free. That's all he wants to do. So Batman, um, he starts to doubt that Harvey was connected to any of this. Because, um, you know, like because there's so much to it and so he later talks to Catwoman about her obsession with the family because for some reason she is very invested with the Falcone family because she saves Carmine from being shot and so she reveals that Carmine's her dad and she wants to find out her mom's name that's like the one thing she wants to find out more about her life there's a comic that comes out right after this that Catwoman goes out of the country and she finds more stuff about it so um so dent frees a ton of people from arkham and they make their move to just shit on everything so poison ivy scarecrow mad hatter they attack the streets and they distract the police to allow harvey joker grundy and the penguin to attack carmine's building so batman and catwoman arrive and they take out most of the rogues. They, like, drop, like, smoke bomb. And they're, like, beating the shit out of people. It's really cool. So, while this is happening, Harvey actually shoots Falcone. So, the thing he wants, he actually gets it up. So, Sophia, Falcone's daughter, runs into the room. She picks up the gun and tries to shoot Harvey. But Harvey's like, nah, man. I only put two bullets in my gun, chief. I'm not trying to get shot by somebody. And so... She falls out the window. Catwoman tries to grab her because that's her sister, half sister. And but Sophia let go. She lets go because she's just depressed at this point and falls to her death. I suppose we'll talk about that later. So uh, <laughs> when uh, Catwoman amasses herself in front of Falcone, Falcone says the name Louisa, and then. She hears that, and she starts walking away, and she was like, that's probably her name. And mm-hmm. and he says, Selena, and then she's like, oh, Selena. 
He says it, then he dies. So Batman, Harvey, and Gordon, they meet up on a rooftop uh, because of the bat signal. And Harvey confesses to all of the murders, and then he surrenders to Gordon. And so uh, after all of this is done and Harvey's in Arkham, Batman goes back to Gilda. And Gilda tells Batman that she actually was the holiday killer. So Harvey's wife was actually the killer. And so she was in a relationship with Alberto Falcone when they were at Oxford. And the Falcone family forced them to get an annulment because they were going to get married. And forced Gilda to have an abortion. So the reason she was depressed right before. And so she wanted revenge on the Falcone family. She got attached to Harvey because he's like, oh, he's a DA in Gotham, and he's trying his best to shut him down. Hey, that's my best way in. So she gets with Harvey, gets married to him, and she's like, cool, that's my end. I'm going to get my revenge. And Gilda asks Batman if she's going to, are you going to arrest me, or what are you going to do? And Batman just wants to know if she's done doing this. Like, are you done killing people? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's it. I'm done. And so, uh, there's a really cute, cute scene at the end uh, at Wayne Manor. And Bruce is like, the whole time Alfred, every Halloween, Alfred's like standing by the door with candy, waiting on somebody to come to the door. And he's like, no one comes out this far, Alfred. I don't know why you keep doing this, man. It's like, he's like, hey, patience, somebody will come. And then a kid walks up dressed like Batman and Alfred's like, oh shit, and gives him like three or four little bars. And then Selena's there. She walks downstairs and and she's talking to Bruce. And then the doorbell rings. And so they head back up. And like I said, the doorbell rings. And Alfred opens the door and he sees the flash and green arrow. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he goes to get Bruce. Yeah, Master Bruce, it's for you. And so, you know, it's a really cool connection. They rebooted the world. The animated universe is rebooted. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Because it's young Batman, but they, I don't know. It's really weird. All the timelines are weird now. So uh, that was the long Halloween. It's really good stuff. So Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to talk about the differences first? Do you want to do favorite characters? Let's do favorite characters. We'll get into the differences at the end. Who's your favorite character? In the second half, Selena, all the way, um, only because Alfred was barely there. Uh, he was really only there at the very end uh, with the trigger treating, which is fucking cute. Like, Alfred is so just pure. I love him yeah. so much. <laughs> but Selena kicks so much ass in the second half. She saves Batman's ass like 15 times yeah. in the second half. Every time Poison Ivy shows up, every time fucking the Joker or the um, Scarecrow or Mad Hatter, like, she is just constantly saving his shit. Like, young Batman is all over the fucking place, and Selena <laughs> is just saving him after every... Behind every turn, like around Young every Batman's, corner, he's trying his is, best. He's trying his <laughs> she best. He kicks so much ass, and I love that. In this, she finds out who he is and knows who he is, and is like, they're just cool with it. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of the 
other versions of Catwoman that we've seen, she doesn't find out until way later. Like, Batman is already experienced as Batman, and eventually she finds out that it's him, and they, like, have this whole thing, this relationship outside of the Batman-Catwoman relationship. They get to have a Bruce and Selina relationship. But in this one, they hit it off right at the beginning, and she figured it out, like, two steps in because she's a great detective, clearly. Um, and it was just fantastic. Naya Rivera just did amazing. R.I.P. Yeah. She was I'm, so good. I'm sad we can't get her more as Catwoman. Yeah. I really liked her voice. Yeah. It was really good. I'm very sad. Ah. Um, I'm... The first half, I said Batman and Catwoman. I, I'm gonna go with Batman and Catwoman again. They're really good together. I like them a lot. A lot more Catwoman. Like the... The, the split's like, I don't know, 75-25. Uh, but Batman, he had more really cool lines. He had a lot of more cool stuff to do. But, no, Catwoman, this yeah, was... because the story's about him. Yeah. But, like, Catwoman, this whole story was a precursor to her situation. Just learning if she's a Falcone and more about her past. Which, the comic, I need to get it. Uh, but it's really cool. So I thought that was really nice where she learned her mom's name. That's the only thing she wanted to know. And, you know, she goes from there. And so it's really cool stuff. So who is your least favorite character? Uh, Roman Falcone. He was garbage. Yeah. Falcone's just poop anytime, honestly. Yeah, Alberto Falcone was also garbage. Both of them can die in a fire. I mean, they're both dead, I guess. So, <laughs> But they sucked. Um... Alberto Falcone, because he was a whiny bitch, and, like, just sucked, and let his father do those horrible things to Gilda, like, to his wife. Yeah. Like, ugh. Ugh. We didn't really get into it, but basically, um, Gilda and and Alberto were married, and they had a... She was pregnant, and... Roman didn't agree with the marriage, didn't like the fact that Alberto had married someone who wasn't, like, already in the mob yeah. thing or whatever. And it was kind of out of wedlock, too. And, he didn't and they like... had a baby out of wedlock, or we're going to have a baby out of wedlock. So he basically persuaded Alberto to leave her and then killed the baby, like, made sure that that baby was gone. So yeah. there was no, like, heir to the... To the Falcone family. No bastard heir to the Falcone family. So, fuck Roman. He's horrible. And he basically just wants to watch fucking Gotham burn. So, he can go to hell. Yeah. Uh, Like I said before, least favorite. The Falcones. They're poop. Uh, I do like Sophia. Uh, She's really cool. She's Um, a hard ass at the end? Yeah. Yeah, she was dope. The big girl. Um, I liked her a lot. I don't know about this version, but they're... She's not dead in the comic she pops up in something later so uh but no she's really cool so uh when she fell i was like "Ooh, i can't remember that's how she goes out in the other one i think she goes out the same way in the comic but she survives because yeah. everybody survives in the batman world when you fall off a giant building yeah so she ain't dead no one, no one dies well probably in this version she's probably dead because it's more fitting that the whole falcone family except catwoman's dead it's more reasonable. But in the comics, she did not die. She pops back up. In Dark Victory. So, uh, yeah. So, 
the big thing, the biggest difference between these two was uh, Alberto Falcone. He fakes his death. In, in, the, he, in the comic. In the comic. He makes it seem like the holiday killer takes him out. And you're like, oh shit, man, that weenie kid got killed. Just to find out later, he faked his death because reasons. And the same thing goes. Gilda started the murders. No, no. Harvey started the murders. Then Gilda jumped in to help out because she's like, oh shit, that's a really good idea. I'm going to help out with this. So it was both of the dents that were doing it. Towards the end, Alberto Falcone admitted to doing all the murders. And so Gilda is like, oh shit, he said, oh, he did it. Cool. So Gilda backs up and lets Alberto take all the heat for it. So technically, Alberto is the holiday killer. And then Gilda burns all the evidence. And she says she still believes in Harvey and that he can be saved. And Harvey, you know, he runs off and becomes Two-Face. And so that was one of the biggest changes in this that... Alberto doesn't get chopped up into little pieces. So, uh, just about everything else stays the same, I would say. All the fights and stuff. Uh, people return, but I don't think they'll do Dark Victory. That comic, even though we get to see young Robin in it, I don't think we'll do it. Uh, hey, shit, they might. It's really cool. So, um, did you have a seven word for part two? Yes, I did. Falcone fam... Fucked up famous Gotham attorney. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. You got one? Uh no, I don't have one for the second part. Uh let me think. Let me uh uh young Batman out here making Big mistakes. Big mistakes. <laughs> like, I love my boy. I love Batman. Yeah. Love him. But young Batman, God, he's so reactionary. Uh, older Batman, he's not that reactionary unless it's about Joker. That's the only time he looks like he's inexperienced because Joker is super random and he cannot expect what Joker's gonna do. And so Batman always is like, oh, uh, what do we do now? And it's like, oh, he's at the water plant. He's gonna poison the fucking, like, reservoir. And he's like, oh, shit. And then you get there. Then it's just a bomb goes off. And he's like, I don't give a fuck about the reservoir. I just wanted to blow you up when you got there. He's like, God damn it. I wasn't ready for a bomb. Yeah. It just, he looks like a fool. Only with the joke. Yeah. But in this movie, like I said, he's inexperienced. He doesn't expect deeper plans. He just thinks like, I'm a bad guy. He, he, he. I'm going to go do this bad thing. And that's it. So. But I like young Batman because we get to see really cool combinations that we don't really see when he gets older. Because older Batman's like, I'm sick of your shit. I'm going to shut you down real quick. And everyone's afraid of him. Right now, those bad guys, they're not afraid of Batman. And I kind of like that. Because, like I said, modern day Batman, Poison Ivy sees Batman driving out. She's like, fuck, this is going to be a fight. You know, because it's Batman. You know, this motherfucker's crazy. So, um, yeah, young Batman's cool in certain spots. So, um, there was no money for this that I couldn't find. But it's new. Well, yeah, it's brand new and it's a cartoon that is not released in theaters. Yeah. So it's like impossible to find certain things. 
Budget probably exists somewhere, but they probably haven't released it as it came out literally yesterday. So, yeah, but um, right now it's got a hundred percent rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So everyone loves it. I mean, day one, yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> um, a lot of people like the part two a little bit more. A lot of the average ratings were eight out of ten for part one. Solid. A lot more talking, and then for part two. It was average a 9 out of 10. That's interesting. I would switch it up personally. Yeah. I think you get a lot of story and there's a lot of like... I don't I don't think you necessarily need a lot of like build up to a Batman story. But I think that the first half of this did a really good job of getting you really hooked on the idea of the holiday killer. And... How each of the men were trying to thwart the holiday killer in their yeah. own way. And then the second half, you literally, it skips ahead like four months because Batman's just in a coma from Poison Ivy. And then it's just like all fucking hell breaks loose because yeah. Arkham opens up and there's just like so many villains. Like, you know how people have been complaining for literal years about Spider Man 3? Um, because there's, I mean, for many reasons, but big one is because there's too many villains. Yeah. Um, there's like Green Goblin and Sandman and like baby Green Goblin and like fucking Venom and all these different things that you're dealing with in Spider-Man 3. And I feel like the second half of this movie really just like went all fucking in. And it's a little different because it's a cartoon, I guess. But there were just so many bad guys that were being involved. Like, the Scarecrow and the Mad Hatter, there was no fucking point <laughs> at all to them being in this. Aside from the fact that Scarecrow's quote-unquote holiday is Halloween. Like, there was no real point for them to be in this story at all. Like, they drugged Batman a couple times and they robbed a bank. And that's like, that was it. They had There were no connections to the holiday killer that either of them had. And then Poison Ivy was, like, thrown in because she was working for Falcone, but there was never, like, she had, what, like, three lines, and they never had her talking with Falcone. There was no, like, backstory to how she got involved. Joker was thrown in only because he's fucking psycho and wanted to find the holiday killer so he wasn't, like, outshone as the craziest dude in Gotham. It was just, like... Villain on villain on villain on villain in the second half. And Batman just sucked through the whole thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, like, didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So the first half, I think, was better uh, as far as Batman and plot go. The second half was just, like, cleaning up the mess that didn't get dealt with in the first half. That didn't oh, yeah. get finished. It, as it just compounded and got worse. And it was mostly Catwoman who was saving the day. So, like, yeah. I love Catwoman and I was happy that she got to do that. But... I don't think the second half was better than the first. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people just enjoyed the more action and they got to see Less more exposition. I, I know. got to see more characters because it was like a room full of like his some of his best like rogues gallery just in one room. And he's like, oh, shit, smoke bomb. And then they start swinging. So I, I get it. But yeah, the ending's crazy in this. And so you get to see the twist and stuff and like, oh, shit, it was Gilda. I think if I had never seen any Batman animated stuff, I would be cool. Like, I would like the second half more. Like, that big fight at the end with all of the villains. But because I've watched 
so many Different Batman things I feel like it's just how All of Batman ends Yeah Like every animated Batman story Ends with like 17 villains in a brawl (laughs) Versus Batman all by himself Or Batman with just Robin Or Batman and Robin and like One other good guy And it's like Find a different ending. Like, it doesn't always have to be Batman against 17 people. Like, it could just be Batman versus Dent. Like, we didn't need all of the, like, additional characters in it. I don't know. I think it would have been just as good without all of the other people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do you have anything else to say about the long Halloween? No. It's really good. And it's not that long. I mean, it's two parts, but it's animated and it goes quick. It's a really good story. You should check it out. Yeah. I would rather deal with multiple parts than them trying to fit all of this into like a fucking hour and 45 minutes. It would have been absurd. Yeah, it doesn't work. not that good. For animated film. It was good that they split it up in two. Yeah. I mean, and there's a kind of a, a line where it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. The second Poison Ivy shows up. Like, that's that's the, yeah, the when, cut. When they hit New Year's, it's like, that's a good spot to stop because it's a full year. So, like, you know, cut it right in the middle. It's a good spot. So, okay, if you have any other cool Batman facts, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, uh, it's looking like that's going to be the end of Comic Book Month. Uh, it was really good. I like this year. Um, we watched more animated stuff, and I know that was one of our goals because I, I don't even think we watched any animated the first year. Yeah, we did. Which one? Uh, I can't remember. Fuck, what was it? I could have sworn maybe one. I think we watched one. I don't remember what I it was. I can't remember. But, it's been um, a long year. But I'm very happy that we got to watch like the things that came out. And the, the, last, the Long Halloween came out. And I was very pumped. It's one of my... It's up there, Batman stories. It's up there. So I was very happy to see that. So... Uh, next month, we're doing action movies, so we're going to check out some pretty sweet ones. We have some really cool ideas up for it. And then, like I said, after that, we're two months. We are two months away, guys, from the Halloween Screamathon third annual Halloween Screamathon. So, very pumped. There's some pretty sweet ideas we got out there. We're making the list right now. I'm not going to check it twice. And. I'm very pumped for the movies that we have coming up. So, uh, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with an action film. Uh, Go watch some Batman stuff. It's really good. Do it. Batman's the best. Okay, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Superman's better. I don't know.